Welcome to the Here to Be podcast, a show that gives you full permission to be, to just be you. I'm your host, Megan, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach, empowering you to stop looking outside of yourself for the answers and to lead from your inner wisdom. We're going to get real, we're going to get raw, and probably a little woo-woo. I'm so glad you're here to come with. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Thanks for hanging out today. It's one of my favorite ways to start an episode by saying, it's not just my voice. It's not just my voice. I have a guest today and I'm sitting down and talking with Allie. Allie, or as you might commonly know her as, as Coach Allie, is a familiar voice, a familiar sound to the Here to Be podcast. We talk really quickly at the beginning, actually. I think Allie dates back to the Fit and Fierce days. I'm 99% sure. She was episode 197, which leads me to believe that that is very true. I need to dig into it a little bit more, but it's so fitting. And we talk about this at the beginning of the recording. It's so fitting that that is the way that we start this about talking of shifting and changing and how we continue to evolve and grow. And as we're, as a coach, as Ali steps into and in the way that I mentor and coach and hold space for people that's it's so important to find those ways that we are challenging ourselves that we are evolving and continuing to grow because I can only take somebody as far as I've gone and that's a beautiful space to be and then it gets to a point where it's like oh I'm ready for more and I just recently actually personally am going through this in some trainings and certifications that I'm pursuing now deepening my understanding an embodiment of somatic practices. And it was a first time that it came from this place of, you know what? I'm ready to go deeper internally. I'm ready to go deeper with these practices for myself because I want to take other people there with me. And it didn't come from a place of, I need this certification so I am worthy. I need this certification so I can have more letters behind my name. I got a lot of letters behind my name. I don't even use 99 point. I don't even use any of them anymore, which is kind of crazy to think that there was a time in my life that every single time at work anyway, every single time I signed my name, which was a zillion billion times when I worked in the hospital that I had to put all my initials behind it. It took like 10 extra seconds to sign my name on every patient's chart because I was putting initials. Anyway, this is a complete tangent and taking away from the power that is Allie. But it nonetheless is talking about how we, how I have chosen to and how many of you shift and what that looks like. And Allie speaks so beautifully into this, how this is a part of her, all of her parts and pieces, how it's a part of the way that she shows up in coaches women in her group alpha alignment and her one-on-one clients and the way that she has evolved her business and the way that she just has evolved as a human we can't really untangle those they're all intertwined 
you'll adore Allie. If you don't remember her from her previous episode, go back and take a listen. It's, that episode is a little bit more targeted at basically a big F you to diet culture. I think it's actually the title of the episode. I wasn't trying to be subtle, nor am I being now. But the conversation that we have today is a little bit more holistic in the fact that, yeah, we do talk about the toxic diet culture and we talk about what that looked like for both of us but we also talk about how that is no longer just one piece of our identity that there's so many other parts and pieces and Allie asked some really great questions challenging me that I hope you reflect on as well of you know where are there limits to the way that we think or feel and how do we overcome some of those limiting beliefs that are present it's juicy it's spicy. It's just, I mean, straight up entertaining because Allie is a gem and I adore her. So open up your ears and hearts and soak in all of the wisdom that is Allie. Welcome back, everyone. I'm amped to be here and amped to be sharing this space today with Allie. Hey, Allie. Hi. Uh, a, a, a previous guest. I was going to say a familiar voice to... Absolutely. You're stuck with me. You can't get rid of me at this point. I I don't want to. Come hang out any day, any time. Allie has been on the podcast and I have to, this is really showing my podcast skills right now uh, and my my preparation that I did not yet do. But uh, Allie was on the podcast and I don't remember if it was even before I changed the name. Um... It, I don't remember if it was Fit and Fierce Days or it was Here to Be Days. Regardless. I have no idea. I don't either. I think it was, I think it was Fit and Fierce Days, which is so funny that this came into my mind right now because when Allie and I were sitting down and talking, we were talking about I'm like, well, I don't know, we could jam on a zillion things. What should we talk about? And this idea and this conversation actually came up about how we have continue to grow and evolve and change and how that reflects as humans, how that reflects in our healing, how that reflects in our business, because it's all, it's all one in the same. All interconnected. Um, And so, I mean, even the podcast itself is an evolution of that. It was this inviting in of what I was focused and passionate about in 2018 when it started and how that has transitioned into my journey as well. And so I would love Allie for you. What comes up when we talk about that? Oh God, so many things. Um, Something I even tell my clients so often is if I look back to when I first started this business or even further back than that, further back into my own story um, of dealing with disordered eating and with body dysmorphia. And then I look at where I'm at now. It is mind blowing to be in a space now where I never even dreamed of owning my own business or being successful at it for that, for that note. Um, But more so like within my own journey with health and fitness and confidence, being in a space where I genuinely don't think about those things anymore, unless I'm coaching someone which is crazy because it was such a prevalent part of who I was for over a decade. Like my, my identity was made up in going to the gym and tracking my food and what I looked like in the mirror and if people liked me or not. And it was on my brain so often that I was obsessed 
to the point where I thought it was normal. And then I look at where I'm at now in that space. And I mean, like I just put ramen noodles on top of my salad because it sounded like a good idea. It really wasn't great, but like it, it hit home. Right. And that is not even something I would have ever purchased in the past, let alone had. Um, and then like, I look at my business and you and I talked the last time about, you know, I got started right when the pandemic really hit and that was not an easy time for anyone, let alone, uh, small business owners. Mm -hmm. And I willingly chose to step into this space when it all, it all hell was going loose and no one knew what direction anything would go. Um, and now I look like two and a half years later, the amount of lives that I've been able to impact the growth that my business has had. Um, I mean, the prevalence that even just my social media has had in the last two years, it's just crazy to realize like it's never done. You're always expanding. You're always evolving. Um, and there's always something better on the next, the next trip around the sun. Right. Uh, or at least I believe that now. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, we talk so much about identity and there's so many pieces of that, of like actually mourning and grieving and releasing what we held so tight to as an identity for so long, it was the same. We, we walked very uh, parallel paths in that. Like my identity was that I never missed a day at the gym. My identity was I was the healthiest eater that there anyone has ever known. But yeah, yeah, really healthy. Um, you know, there was so much of that, that identity that was tied into that. And then this identity that was tied into, for me, I guess I'll speak for myself, the period of um, coming out, un unweaving those disordered patterns. And like a recovery space was a really big identity for me. And then feeling this just caged in that, there was like this caged in sensation of like, I'm sick of fucking talking about disordered eating recovery. Like I'm sick of talking about it. And I then was growing and shifting and evolving into breathwork and somatic practices. And so then how do I get to invite people along on that journey? And yeah, there is a lot of my identity right now that's tied into that and that's okay because I know that that gets to continue to shift and evolve as well. Yeah. Well, and it, it can be a part of your story, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing that I, I tell my clients all the time is when I ask like, what is your story? So many women tie it to their bodies and what people have said about them or what they look like and what weight they want to be. And I kind of bring it back and I say, no, I want to know your story. Like, who are you? I didn't ask what you look like or what body size you are. I want to know what are you passionate about? What do you want to do in your life? What sets your soul on fire, right? And those aren't the questions that we're used to being asked because I think especially in our, in our society right now, like women aren't asked those things. Mm -mm. What do you do? Are yeah. you a mom? Do you have are you in a relationship? Or... When yeah. are you having kids? Uh -huh. If you're not, why? Yep. What it, what is your career? Right. Oh, that's good for you. Um, I can't I can't tell you how many times someone asks me what I do, and then they look at me and they again go, "So wait, what do you do?" Uh 
<laughs> it's, it's definitely still an edge and a challenge when you have an alternative type of career to have yeah. to explain it to people. And some people I'm like, it's just not even worth your not even worth trying. But, and but other people- favorite, They are my favorite conversations when someone is actually interested and they go, huh, I never thought about that being a job. Yeah. Or I never thought someone might need that. Especially when um, I would say like what I do impacts all people. But since I work primarily with just women, when I'm explaining to men what it is I do, the ones that when the light bulb flips on and they're like, oh, I totally get that. Like, that's really important. Yeah. Those are some of the coolest conversations. Um, and that even and right there is something that I've had to evolve and like step into because I was so hesitant when I first started my, my coaching business that people would just think, oh, she's a life coach. Mm -hmm. She teaches people how to have friends. And that's not what we do. It has such a negative connotation to it. Um, and I think we do that a lot in, in all aspects of our lives, right? But specifically like in, in our entrepreneurial space, it's how can we come across as um, open and vulnerable and honest while also being professional and intelligent and reputable, right? Um, and then have somebody understand what the heck it is we're doing. Well, and I think too, unfortunately, and fortunately, there's this double-edged space in the world, in this entrepreneurial space, in this coaching space that we all face because anyone, I can pick any title that I want to slap on myself. I can. It doesn't, it, it, it might not be in it. I don't, it's not an integrity with what feels good for me, but I sure can. Mm -hmm. And so can anyone else. And so I think people also have gotten burned or when we talk about fitness and diet culture, there's still a lot of toxic under the ruse of this actually is healthy or this is X, Y, Z when it clearly is not. Uh, but we're bought and sold on that and, and people can manipulate it and people can, and whether that's our intention, whether they're doing the best that they can do in the space they're at, Lord knows, uh, I shared with Allie before we started, there were things that I co have coached people on. I am disgusted that I did. Mm -hmm. And I have grace and compassion for myself because I really, really, really truly was doing the best that I could do in a space that I was at, in the tools that I was equipped with. But I think also there comes that level of almost feeling like we sometimes have to defend what we do or over-explain mm -hmm. because to justify, and this is like a me thing, but to justify like, I am legitimate in what I do. I have certifications. I have, a, I have a master's degree. I have, and not that that makes me better or worse, but I'm continuing not only to evolve as a human, I'm continuing to evolve in the way that I educate myself and the courses that I'm signing up for. Mm -hmm. So I can take, we only can take people as far as we've been on our journey. Yes. And I want to take people farther. And I love, I love what you just said. We can only take people as far as we've gone. Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times um, I kind of joke about like vanity metrics, right? We look at someone's social media and we say, well, they have thousands of followers. Yeah. So they must know what they're talking about. And, you know, I've been blessed to this point where I've, worked with a lot of different companies and I've, I've done a lot of different things under kind of my coaching umbrella, which has expanded my social media reach. However, there's plenty of coaches online that have three times the amount of followers. And 
they, they have no degree. They have no education. They're just kind of rolling with it. And if that works for them, great. But I think where I always bring it back to is what you and I both do is so imperative for the growth and expansion of others in a, a nurturing way. Mm-hmm. Meaning we're not selling anything that's going to hurt someone. Yeah. We are only offering an opportunity for someone to expand as exactly who they are. Um, that's a big thing that I even look back at some of the stuff that I did, not necessarily the stuff I coached, but I look back at the diets that I did, the crazy workouts that I did, the things that I spent money on. And I look at where I'm at now and what I actually preach and what I coach. Um, and I look at it as more of a, it's a way for me to connect with the women who are maybe still in that space Mm -hmm. or who have only gotten to that level right? We always talk about our capacity to hold. Well, if someone hasn't gotten to the place yet where they're ready to get over their own bullshit and say, yeah, this doesn't work. Quick fixes are not the answer. I have poured so much money into stuff that's not giving me what I want. If they're not in that, that point of life yet, you can't force them to be right. And I look back on my own journey and I'm like, there are so many points of life where if someone had said something to me, I wouldn't have never listened. Mm-hmm. The rebelliousness in me would say like, you don't know what you're talking about. I know what I'm doing as I was eating like grapefruit and cottage cheese for every meal because mm-hmm. someone on the internet said that that was what was going to work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't side note to anyone listening to this. It does not. So don't do it. <laughs> versus won't now, feel great, but yeah, versus now I look at, I had to hit my breaking point. I had to hit my bringing point with my body and with food. And then again, I had to hit my breaking point with my career. You know, I, and I, I'm sure that's very similar to your story, but I look at, I had so many different jobs and not because I couldn't stick to one and not because I wasn't dedicated, but it, because I was so unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. It broke my heart every day doing what I was doing in the corporate world because I was bored. I wasn't, I had, I had no like drive to do it because it didn't fill my cup. And it was kind of like, there was no means to an end, right? Whereas when I found coaching, I had no idea where this would take me, but it was like the same exact experience I had with, with diet culture of there has to be more than this. Yep. And I'm over it. I'm over my own bullshit. There has to be more. And I think uh, that kind of ties back to something you had said to me earlier, like it's all interconnected. It's all, oh, it's, it all just dribbles down into each other. Yeah. And I think too, there comes that space of, you know, we start to explore taking our blinders off when we are in survival mode and whether that's in survival mode, because I'm going to the same corporate job that I have to do and I'm stuck in that pattern or in survival mode in healing, in that whatever way that we are, we can only see what's directly in front of us. And so, yeah, how can I even feel safe or know that I can dream bigger or that somebody can take my blinders and open them up a little bit out to the side. And so it's finding those little hits and those little pieces that's like, shit, I have no fucking clue what's on the other side of this. And that's terrifying. But I also don't know what's on the other side of this. I, I love to tell clients, let's shift from a, a what if to why not. Yeah. 
right? We are so, we're, we're taught so often of the what ifs. What if this hurts me? What if it's not worth my time? What if it's not worth the money? What if I'm heartbroken again? What if, what if, what if? But if we shift to this almost opportunistic mentality of why not? Why not love a little bit harder? And if you get heartbroken, okay, but you at least loved, right? If you invest in something, you gain feedback from it. Anything that you are meant to be doing in this life will present itself to you. But it's our freedom of free will to say yes, right? And I think this all ties back to mindset. A lot of what we do and we believe and how we act and how we treat ourselves comes back to the way we think. And I think it's very easy, especially in, I would say the, the time that we're in right now to have a very negative mindset about the future, about the direction our country's going, about maybe our career or relationships. Um, you know, if you're single, I can attest to that. I've been single for last five years on purpose and it can get killer, right? It can be kind of the same way as going through diet culture or as shifting into a new career where there's so many what ifs and why me, but I want us to shift it to the why not? Cause that's when things expand. What is the, what is the beginning of that shift feel like? What has it looked like for you to even create a space to say, oh, I'm saying what if, is there something else that I can, can I ask why not? A uh, whole heck of a lot of messy action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we, uh, I, I'll speak for the general collective here, but us women who have done diets their whole lives, who are secretly perfectionists, we tend to be people pleasers. We love a plan. We love to know where does A get to B, get to C? We like to know, you know, all the, the ins and outs. We love a good to-do list, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so when someone says you have to take messy action, that is like the most terrifying thing you could ever hear. But shifting this idea to, you know what? If this is where I'm at for the rest of my life, will I be okay with that? Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at the point where I was severely depressed. I had insane panic attacks and anxiety. Um, I was tracking my food down to like, if someone took a bite of my meal, I would actually panic because I had already allocated for those calories mm-hmm. and now I wasn't getting them. Right. Um, just extreme disordered eating. And then I look towards how I was with my careers of self-sabotaging myself because I was so bored and I was so unfulfilled. And I had someone say, um, you know, you're not exhausted. You're just unfulfilled. There's a difference when you can't get to work on time and you're not really prepared for your meetings and you don't actually enjoy what you're doing. It's probably a good reason that you're not being able to follow through, right? Because it's not pleasurable. It's not something you enjoy. Um, and I think it all ties back to messy action. There's no way in hell I could have anticipated that this career path would pan out, but I almost had to bet on myself. And then also I love to play the game of, um, worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the cynic in me, right. Mm-hmm. Is uh, worst case scenario. If this 
career doesn't work out for me. What's my game plan? What's the worst thing that could happen? Okay, I don't have a job. I can always go out and get another job. I'm intelligent, I'm capable, I can do it, but I don't want to. So that want is what drives me to take the next step, to get out of my comfort zone, to challenge the limiting beliefs. and now I'm just on a tangent and I could talk about this stuff for an hour. So. No, I love it. And I think there comes also this space where we get sick of our own bullshit and there are people um, or pe- people that share words directly to us or words that we hear that, you know, hearing somebody say, no, you're not exhausted. You're unfulfilled. My, it like my instant hit of that. I'm like, fuck off. I'm tired. No, I am tired. No, I'm just drinking three energy drinks a day because they taste good. Yeah. And then (laughs) it's really coming into that space then of saying, okay, immediately, sure, we can get defensive and we can put our walls up and that's okay. That's our body's natural response. And then we start to question that because there's something that feels truthful in that, or I wouldn't have responded as abruptly, right. As passionately as I would have, because like, Ooh, there's some kind of truth in that. So then I start to really examine, like, where am I taking personal responsibility for? And I think we forget that just because our passion is something that we actually want to dive into, that we want to follow, um, doesn't mean that it's not hard work. Yes. Right. There is, there is a difference. Um, you could be in a job that does not fit my personality at all. I, I will think it's the most boring thing in the world. And that's what fires you up. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It is different for every single person because not a single one of us is a cookie cutter programming robot that we can decipher just with numbers and algorithms. Right. And so looking at like what you're passionate about, it might be hard as hell to get there, yeah. but the why is always worth it versus doing something that, you know, is never going to bring you joy, no matter how hard you work or how much time you pour into it, then that's where we have to take a step back and say like, is this actually worth it? Is this realistic and sustainable for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And I think that question can be asked to your career, to your relationship, to the diet that you're on, how you treat yourself. That's a, a beautiful overarching question is, is this re- realistic and sustainable for the rest of my life where I'm going to actually be having fun and feel pleasure from this or is this a means to an end well does it give me room to grow does it give me room to to evolve because we all are constantly shifting and evolving I mean my hope is I don't want to be stagnant. sometimes not having to change and shift feels nice too doesn't have to be in every second constant space but is there room for me to take some of those blinders off and widen out my view a little bit yeah Well, I I crack up because I think back to like the very first podcast I was ever on and I would love to re-listen to it, but I'm kind of scared to, to (laughs) um, because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I had never done one before. I didn't really know how to share my story or, um, answer questions that made sense or were maybe more impactful for people to learn from. But I listened back to those kind of things, or I think back to those moments and think like that was all feedback to get me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. Had I not done that one little step, I would not be where I am. I would not be on this call with you, right? 
Um, and I think that's a, a big question that people ask a lot of times is like, yeah, but like, I'm not very good at it. And I fear not being good or not being perfect. So I just never do it. And I take it back to like, what are you great at? What is something you're fantastic at? You had to do that eventually for at some point in your life for the first time. And for a lot of us, the reason we, we don't remember those moments is because we did them for the first time when we were really young. And that's great, but it's no different. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't do new things. But it does mean that we've lived in a, a society or maybe grown up in a world where you are more scared to do those new things. Whereas a kid, that fear is not there yet because everything's new, right? And being able to step into that and having the grace, having a slice of it, it doesn't have to be a lot, but being able to be compassionate to yourself or empathetic to yourself as you're trying, as you're growing and not coming, we don't need to come from a space where we're adding more shame or guilt onto what happened before. It all led you to this moment and what you're doing in this moment is going to lead you into the next. Yes. And that is a skill that takes a while to craft. And there's going to be some areas that it's a whole lot easier to be compassionate about. And there's going to be some areas that are much more challenging to be. Something that we do in my alpha alignment uh, group coaching course is what I call the wheel of life. And it's a therapy technique that when you're not hyper-focused on just one aspect of your life, what else maybe needs to be nourished? Or what else in your life is not getting any attention, right? So it's just a, it's a visual representation of all the different pillars in your life. And it might be, you know, food, cooking at home, being creative in the kitchen. Maybe it's your social environment. Um, maybe it's education or spirituality, right? These are all different aspects of your life and who you are. And we look at it in this wheel and we say like, okay, so which aspects are maybe super nourished and you feel very confident in them? And then what other areas are you maybe like, wow, I have not even thought about that, right? Mm -hmm. And allowing yourself to recognize you don't get to just pick one and fix it and then move on. Yeah. They're all ever changing and ever evolving because you as a person is always changing and evolving. Mm -hmm. So maybe at this season in your life, your focus is, okay, it's my education. It's my career. That is really where I want to see things grow and expand. Cool. But that might also mean that then your social life kind of has to go back on the back burner a little bit. But that doesn't mean it's like that for the rest of your life. It means you get to pick and choose. So maybe in the next season of your life, things are a little bit different and you want your focus to be more on your health and on your nutrition. And that's what you're pouring into. I think we just kind of get scared um, that things are never going to change. When in reality, things are always changing to a point where we just don't notice it. I think there's also the expectation too that to have a balanced life or a life in alignment or whatever kind of words that we use means that all of our parts and pieces are getting equal time, attention, and nourishment. And that's simply not the case. That we, we can't. We just can't. I, I totally agree. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect and to the point where we're not actually able to pour into anything mm -hmm. because we're fearful of not being perfect in every single area. Mm -hmm. um, I see that a lot in my own clients of 
What if I don't do this perfectly? Then I'm not going to get what I want. And then this is going to be a waste of my time and my money. And then I'm going to be right back where I started. And I kind of challenge them to look at it from the standpoint of if you don't try, that's one of the most selfish things you can do. Because you're saying it's not worth my time for me to invest in myself and to grow and expand, even if it doesn't go the way I think it's going to. Mm -hmm. And that's not only impacting you, that impacts everyone around you, the people that you love, the people that are invested in you, right? So sometimes it's taking a step back, recognizing that, okay, investing in myself, getting over my own bullshit and recognizing that things are always changing. They don't have to be perfect for me to continue moving forward. That could be sometimes the most selfless thing that we can do because that allows us to understand ourselves better. It allows us to understand the people around us better. And ultimately, I just think it makes your life a whole heck of a lot better. Yeah. When, as you were speaking into that too, it, what came to my mind of this idea that, you know, it's either perfect or it's nothing. It either, I can either master it or I can't. And yeah, that, that really polarized space. And what happens when we have patterns where we numb, where we disassociate for whatever reason, big trauma, little trauma experience. I don't care why or how, but when we live in a space that's numb, when I lived in a space that was actively numb, mm -hmm. I didn't have the languaging for it at the time, but I did, I wanted to numb from the hard and heavy things. But what happens is I numbed from the other end of the spectrum too. I couldn't feel joy and love and bliss to the highest capacity because I just kind of allowed myself this tiny little space in the middle that was like, half of a little everything, but a whole lot of nothing. And that same idea with that perfection, like it either has to be perfect or not. But when we numb and we say, then like, I can't even have myself, I don't even have the room to grow, to begin to, I don't think we can be perfect, but to begin to master something, or I don't have the room to fail and realize or mess up and realize like, wow, I learned a lot in that experience. That wasn't for me, or I have a lot of desire to continue to work towards something different. Yes. I think that is, it's so prevalent in the entrepreneur space and in small businesses of any kind mm -hmm. is kind of this limiting belief of, I can't be successful and I can't get started until I have everything perfect yes. and ready to go. Yeah. Which is like the biggest joke in the entire world because mm -hmm. you are ne you're never ready. If you're waiting until, I actually just had this conversation this morning with a client. If you're waiting until right? You're waiting until everything is perfect. You're waiting until you've lost the weight. You're waiting until I'm married, whatever it is, you're going to wait forever yep. because you're always going to find another until to push you back. Right. And I think with our businesses, because we're both in such similar spaces, we could have easily pushed back doing this work, not only for ourselves internally, but then for others externally mm -hmm. for years until we were ready, until we felt confident, until it was promised that we would make money doing it. But that's not why we're doing it. No. Right. What do you think, uh, at least for you, like shifted those limiting beliefs? Um, well, that's so good. There was always this knowing mm -hmm. that there was something more than where I was at. Yeah. And it wasn't from a space of 
it was from a space of true curiosity, seeing people and feeling people's energy and witnessing how they moved and how they showed up. And it was like, wow, they're tapping into something that I'm not. And I'm not envious because I've definitely lived in the space of like, why do you get that? And I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Like, good for you. Victim mentality. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've definitely lived in that space, but the space where this inner knowing was really coming online or really actually being accessed was a space that was led by curiosity mm-hmm. of nobody's any different than I am. I love that. So if they can access something, why can't I access something? Mm-hmm. Or if they can get to the space, like, where is that disconnect from me? Yeah. I was going to say the, the curiosity over judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. I get that way. Um, even with, with my own like body right now it's okay. I'm curious. Why do I feel this way? Why am I seeing myself in the mirror this way today rather than how I felt yesterday? Mm-hmm. Let's get curious about where those triggers are coming from or why I'm feeling this way or what did I do in the last 24 to 48 hours to make me see myself right versus judgmental because judgment doesn't get you anywhere mm-hmm. but curiosity opens up doors I think um something you were saying made me think back to how I felt going into college which I think is a super interesting conversation to have especially when um a lot of people are starting to question like is that the right path what do I want to do in life what am I passionate about you know maybe somebody's listening to this podcast and going like yeah, that's fine and dandy, but like, I have no idea what I even want to do. Yeah. So how am I supposed to be passionate about something that I don't know what I'm passionate about? Yeah. Um, and I was totally in that space, totally in that space. Um, because I remember I signed up for college classes. I declared like a generic major. I hadn't declared yet. And my mom's like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I just, I want more. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know what that means. And I said, I like, I want more than an average life. I have no interest in a nine to five and getting married and having 2.5 kids and living in the suburbs the rest of my life. Like I, that's not what fills me. I want more. And I just don't know tangibly what that is yet. And I kind of always held that little spark in the back of my head. And I think it's such a testament to, um, timing and everything is supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen mm-hmm. because I had no clue. I bought, I bought books that were supposed to help me find what my passion was. Uh-huh. Like I'm talking books that literally just said like, discover your passion. Yeah. They were terrible. They taught me nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and They taught me not to spend $25.99 on a hardcover yes. book. It's not going to share anything. <laughs> They, they taught me that that is not what's going to discover this for me, right? It was years of like searching and looking for this stuff and investing in myself and kind of growing, expanding as a person. And it took me moving away from home, trying like seven or eight different jobs that I hated and finally being in a space to go, huh, what am I good at? Well, I like talking to people. I like understanding why are you the way you are? I love teaching women to like love themselves, but I also love health and fitness. How do I combine all that into one job? Yeah. And then how do I get paid for it? Right. Um, So it was so many what ifs and so many question marks, but it all came from this space of knowing, like I wanted more. 
And it didn't end up happening until a global pandemic hit the country, yeah. which is even more insane. I actually think I might be a little, there might be a few, a few nuts and bolts loose, but that's okay. No, no. <laughs> I think it's that voice. Is it, I guess I'll ask, is it that voice? Is it that voice of 18, 19 year old Allie saying, I want more that is part of that driver when those limiting beliefs come up or when those roadblocks come up that, that like, that's a fuel. I think it's that it's knowing not so much her saying that it's more of remembering how she felt and how like unworthy she felt and how she never felt like she was going to be enough. She was never smart enough, pretty enough, small enough. She was never um, what other people expected her to be because she placed that expectation on herself, right? I go back to how I felt and how even though outgoing and confident as everyone else thought I was, how I was internally and how alone I felt. Um, But then I also go back to the idea of how miserable I was in a, in a typical nine to five job and how I knew that like, God did not put me on this earth to do this. There was something else that my talents were made to do. And I just wasn't sure what they were. Right. And, um, knowing that like life is very short, right. And I'm going to, I'm going to get sentimental for a minute here, but when the pandemic hit, I was an event planner. So I, I ran radio station events. I ran weddings, uh, which obviously did not exist when we were in the middle of COVID. And at the time I was already going through certification. I already knew I wanted to do more of this direction that I am now. Um, but there was still the, what if of like, how am I going to pay my rent? Yeah. How am I going to function as a human? Like it, it just, nothing was adding up. Right. And a lot of the limiting beliefs were showing up a lot of the doubts. I was kind of dragging my feet on it and, you know, pandemic hits. I go home to kind of hang out, uh, for a couple of weeks with, you know, vacation that I didn't have to worry about. And I'm back in Nebraska and my dad was diagnosed with cancer for the second time. And I mean, just a complete flip your earth upside down kind of moment of, you know, I've already seen this man go through an insane battle when I was six years old and for it to happen exactly 20 years later, like you've got to be kidding me, but it was kind of this reminder of like, life is so short and you can do everything perfectly and you can be a wonderful person and pour into others and you still get cancer. Mm -hmm. So why aren't you doing the things that actually matter? Why aren't you making a difference? Why aren't you at least trying? And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you tried, right? And so I quit my job and I moved back to Nebraska and I started my business from my parents' basement at 26 years old. When everyone else, it seemed like, you know, at least in Nebraska was getting married, having kids, you know, they were pretty successful in their jobs. They were on their way up. I was starting over again and I was taking my dad to chemo treatments. Like that's a completely different side of the story, but it's that memory of like the impact that I want to have is I want people to remember how I made them feel. And I want people to remember, uh, that I was always there or I was always holding space or I was always pouring into them. 
not that I was overly successful or I had all the nice things or I had a six pack abs, right? That's not what I want to be remembered for. And I think sometimes shit has to happen in order for us to remember that. Um, but it's like, it's almost that voice that comes back to me. That mm-hmm. says like, you had literally all the odds stacked against you and it worked. Why do you think another mountain that shows up isn't going to work for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about this actually last night in a session that I was leading too, is, you know, we're here. We survived all of the days that came before this and all of the really awful, hard things that life has dealt in our way. Mm -hmm. And so why do we attach to that story? Like, I'm not strong enough. I can't, I don't know. I don't know. Because in reality, you have done all of those things, Ah. but it's so easy for us. And it's just, it's part of the human condition. And it's like, what it's what we all do, or so many of us do. It's like, oh, but like, the what if on the back end side versus or actually I've done. Yeah. Or comparing what we have versus what someone else already has. Yeah. And forgetting our timeline is so different than everyone else's. Mm-hmm. We are not on like a linear timeline with all of our friends or all of our family members. We're all on our own timeline. We're all on our own pace. And that might mean that you know, great. You have a career that you love and you're very successful and you're pouring everything into that, but maybe you don't have the relationship or the family that you want yet. Or maybe you have the relationship and the family and you've got an awesome, you know, community in that way, but okay. My health is still not where I want it to be. And I think that all ties back to what we were saying before. Like it's all interconnected. So not that I'm taking the reins from you. This no, is your no. That's not mine. Um, I think kind of a, like a cool way to like wrap this up is like, where do you think people should start? Mm. Like, what is that first step? If it's all interconnected and you know, everything you and I have been saying is like messy action, just start somewhere. Like, why not? Where do they start? I think getting quiet for a moment or two and really asking yourself, where are those little tiny hits mm-hmm. of truth? Where are those little tiny hits of an inner knowing? Where are the things that make no fucking sense mm-hmm. at all? But there's curiosity around that yeah. and leaning into that. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I totally agree. I think it's looking at your life and saying, okay, what aspect am I, am I just done with? Like, again, going back to my, one of my favorite phrases is like, get over your own bullshit. Yeah. Decide what part of your life are you like, yeah, this isn't good enough anymore. And I'm going to stop lying to myself that this is, this is all there is. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not, I don't care what area of life you're in, whether it's financial or it's kids or it's your career or relationships. Like there is always room to expand and grow and get more of what you want, but it comes down to you. It's no one else's choice for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's all. That's That's it. We'll just leave it there with that little tiny piece. Um, Allie, where can people find you? Hear more of that. Hear more of those words and that inspiration and that little kick in the ass in the most beautiful way. 
Oh, come and hang out with me on all the things. Um, people can find me at Ask Coach Allie on Instagram. That's at just Ask Coach A L I. Um, my website is coach allycom You can email me, slide in my DMs. I'm on TikTok. I'm doing all the things. She's everywhere. I'm everywhere. I just genuinely love meeting people and I love making a difference. Whether you work with me or you just hang out on my page, sometimes that's all you need. And that's what I want to be for people. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, come hang out. And you have some some fun stuff that's starting up soon too. I do. I, uh, so I do both one-on-one and group coaching. My group coaching uh, program is Alpha Alignment, which is going to start up for its fall session in September. Um, we kind of do that group a couple times a year. We keep it very, very small. Um, and we focus specifically on body image, on healing your relationship with food, on shifting your mindset around limiting beliefs, and really allowing women to step into their most authentic, confident, healthy selves. Um, I do also have some one-on-one spots opening here in the next couple of months, which is exciting. I continually convince my clients to turn into entrepreneurs accidentally. <laughs> I don't know whether that's on purpose or not right now, but it keeps happening and I love it. Um, so yes, both of those are open right now. We're on pre-sale week for alpha alignment. So whenever this comes out, people are interested slide on over. I'd love to tell you more about it. Check out the show notes and all the good stuff that's in there. And Allie, I thank you so much. I just, we could jam forever on all of the things. I don't know that there's a topic that we would be stumped on and having a conversation. So thank you. And thank you for just showing up and sharing really real and honestly, and, and lovingly too, that, that balance of the ball. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in and I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect. And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast. It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love, always.